Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hoops and Cards. Gary here, so glad you're with me. We got part two today of John, the basketball card guy from basketballcardguy.com. He's helping us prepare for the NBA offseason and, and maybe what we need is a message about time. You don't have to rush in. You don't have to catch the next wave. You don't have to get the quick flip. In fact, enjoy the hobby. Buy cards that you, you love and players that you, you are confident in. You don't have to give in to FOMO. You don't have to chase and beat and race for every next deal. I mean, when you do, great. If you win, great. But we got to play long ball. So welcome back to another episode of Hoops and Cards. I'm Gary, your host. Thrilled that this conversation with John just keeps getting better and better. Basketball card guy, let's do it. One of the things I want, I'd love to pick your brain about is for a lot of us that, that love basketball cards, we've, we have invested some money or we've made some money over the last year and a half. And here we are in, we're approaching another off season and yeah. I don't feel like we've had a real off season yet. I feel like no, last it was year like they was, were, there was like such a small one, right? With, with the COVID stuff that happened. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the COVID stuff, the bubble, the delays of different sets being released, all the crazy global hype over the Prism and Zion and and, and all that stuff. Um, I did see that the NBA season is they're going to reset and go back to starting, you know, at regular time, end of October this year. Great. But I'm curious, like, how have you how would you tell us or tell it's yourself or another collector investor what what things we could be doing in the off season? Take a breath. I, I, I tell people that a lot. I mean, it, I mean, it, it, it is the off season quite naturally, the interest you already, you start to see the interest wane when teams are no longer in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at someone like Luka Doncic who played insanely well in the playoffs, insanely well, but his cards have started to dip down a bit and you go, yeah. oh, but he played so well. he's not in the running for the championship anymore. And that's what people think about right now is all about the championship. But then a week or two after the championship is done, like stuff, even with the championship players, whoever wins, that stuff will come down. So like if you're looking to buy, like let's say you were looking to buy Kevin Durant, like you want to get in, you're interested in him. The summer is actually a great time after the season ends. Even if they win it all, there'll be a little little spike. Like people get very excited. But then by the time, you know, you get into August, September, you'll be able to buy his cards again at probably lower than you can now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I used to buy like the only Giannis cards I've ever bought have been in that kind of August, September time period. Cause he was on this cycle where every year without fail, his stuff just fell. Um, mm. even when he was MVP of the league, like his stuff just fell over the summer. And, um, and mm. I couldn't believe it. Like I was buying stuff on PWCC, which, is not the lowest price thing on eBay. It's usually the highest. And I was getting steals of deals on there um, at auction that I just couldn't believe. But again, it was, it, it, it all comes down again. It all comes down to what you like and the players. And if you're in it for the long game. So if you're, if you like a particular player, like I like Thomas Bryant, he's a guy that I've made no, 
you know, qualms about collecting. I wrote Thomas Bryant's name down. I was going to ask you about that and say, like, what is the deal with Thomas Bryant? Because is it that his last name is Bryant and you like Kobe? I was searching for Kobe and I found him. No, no, that's not (laughs) how it happened. But um, so his deal. So like he had an incredible season three seasons ago. Not a lot of folks know this, but he played a perfect game. So he got 14 for 14 shots in Mm. a game. The last time that happened before then was 20 years earlier when Gary Payton did it. And then before that was Wilt Chamberlain, who got 15 for 15. So, like, think about that club that he's in. You don't often see someone that's able to score regularly um, and not miss a shot an entire game and shoot 14 shots. So I got, like, I he was on my radar before, but I saw that and I was like, whoa, this is insane. So I made him a player to watch on my website. Mm-hmm. No one else was really talking about the guy, but I put him up as a player to watch. I had a handful of his cards, maybe six or seven cards. I posted them on the website, put him as a player to watch. A friend of mine has a connection. He got Thomas to see that, sent him a link to it. Nice. Oh, dude. And then Thomas sent me a video thanking me for making him a player to watch. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's so great. we went from having six or seven Thomas Bryant cards now to me going, Wow. Now I gotta collect this guy. Like, like, right? I gotta like seriously collect <laughs> this him. This is now. a good dude. Yeah, yeah. he's just a nice guy. And if you like looked into him as a player, and this is where like I think a lot of us, some of us do this subconsciously, and some of us do this super consciously. I'm very super conscious about doing this, but I collect players that are good people as well as mm. good players. Mm. That that for me, that's an attraction to them. Like I think they're just better people if if they're better people then I think I'd, I'd like to collect them more. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, not, and not to put him down uh, specifically, but I think that's a lot of the reason you don't see as much action around Kyrie Irving. Um, right. Someone like that is an incredible player. Incredible player, you yeah. know? And yet people don't always articulate it well, but it isn't the fact they don't, it isn't they dislike him as a player. They dislike him as a person. They dislike the ego, you know? Like, okay, John, I don't know if you know this, dude. I am, uh, I'm near Cleveland, have been a uh-huh. Cavs season ticket holder. I uh, watched Kyrie yeah. the whole, the whole, his whole career. Yeah. I mean, love his talent. I'm glad he made the shot. Dude is crazy. Like, dude is crazy. And, and, uh, yeah, it just, I'm, I'm trying to find something nice to say about him. I can't. <laughs> Right. But that's the thing. And that's, that's the reason you wouldn't collect him. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's the thing, like so many people that come into this from an investment standpoint will go down that line of stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Why isn't this guy worth more? His stats are better than this other guy. It's not just stats. It's what they do with their team members. Like Chauncey Billups is a guy that I collected for a long time. And he, if you ask anybody that's been on a team with him, you see any interviews done about him. His teammates love him because he's yeah. somebody that really took charge of the team. Someone that's there that was very um, uh, pushing them in the right direction. Of course, he's got a he's got a final. He's in finals MVP hey, under his belt in two thousand four, and and now he's out. Know, like they're talking about him being a coach maybe for the Celtics. Like mm-hmm. there's all of this kind of stuff. But he's that kind of guy that, aside from the stats, he's a good person, and and yeah. the people on the team play it. So Thomas Bryan is that same way. You see him in the background of interviews doing the raise the roof, you know, yeah, yeah. And doing that from the bench, like his energy on the bench was something that, you know, just really, um, you know, just really, I think, added to the team as well. So 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I just collected a lot of his stuff. The beauty about collecting someone um, that resonates well with you, but is not super valuable is that you can get a lot of their really cool cards, you know? So I have his prism black one of one rookie autographs. Awesome. Mm. You know, like I've never even held one of those of any other player in my life. Cause they're just so rare. They only made one of them. And we know prism, like the amount of production run that yeah. is oh, like, yeah. insanely rare. You like to have it. So I have that card. I think I spent, I don't know, a hundred, $200 on it. Like yeah. unheard of. Other you one. Know? Right. And well, and here's the other thing. He he is a double double machine when healthy. Yeah. Like like he he is a player worth watching. He's not just a nice guy and sent you another. Like he is a he's an excellent player, and he was uh, just a beast in the middle for Washington early this season. Just got to stay healthy, right? I yeah. Mean, and the injury I'm, took him out. Which again, yeah. like in looking at these things, do I still like him as a person? Do I still think he'll be a great player when he comes back? Yes. So am I still buying his stuff? Of course I am. You know, like. Yeah, yeah. That's the part that like people don't always understand. Like they, they worry. You have to worry about injuries all the time. You have to worry about what they do in their personal lives too, because that can affect a lot. I, I mean, quite honestly, um, um, Myers Leonard is someone that I've collected a whole bunch on the side too, for the same reason of like him being very supportive of the team. He's yeah. on Miami, and when they were in the finals, even though he was on the bench for a lot of it, he was the energy from the bench. Yeah, was pushing them and he had some some core, you know, some great shots in the playoffs, too. But he he said an unfortunate word on a Twitch broadcast and he got suspended and he got out, um, you know, and Mm. he brought back in. But you never know (laughs) when something like that's going to happen. And he seems like a genuinely nice guy who was just unfortunately ignorant about what the word he used meant to yeah. a particular uh, group of people who make up a lot of this country, you know? So, yeah. um, and that's his ignorance. And I think that he did a good job coming out of that. He posted a statement that was very well written and thought out again, what I would expect from him as a person from what I saw previous, mm-hmm. but it just shows even someone like that, who I think deep down is a good person can have a bad moment that all For of a sure. sudden rocks the interest and now no one wants to touch it. It can be a defining moment for them about how people see their character. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I resonate with you, with what you're saying about collecting guys that you, that you admire their personality or their character. Like when I, when I was a kid, um, early nineties, you you'll resonate with this. So Mark price and Craig Elo from uh-huh. the Cavs. Yep. Uh, I went to the same church as those two guys. It's the large church in downtown Akron. Awesome. And so, like they about every like third sore fourth... thumbs, right? Tall thumbs, I should well, say. Well, Elo did. Elo was tall, um, six seven, and Mark Price looked like just another oh, dude at church, unless right. you knew who he was. Yeah. I mean, I remember one year they had a big Christmas event, and there were like, I don't know, they probably do like twelve or thirteen Christmas productions, so it's always crowded and thousands of people. And I remember sitting up in the balcony, looking down, just the man, this is a lot of people here. There was one seven foot tall dude sitting down near the front. It was Brad Doherty. And like my buddies and I were like, I know we're here to like 
like worship God or celebrate Christmas, but we're going to get Brad Doherty's autograph, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. I got I got Mark Price to autograph a 1989 hoops card one time, and then I also got him at another time to autograph my Bible. And I I just know that's not like I know that's not sacrilegious <laughs> or offend. I hope it's not offending anybody. <laughs> but I still have the Bible autographed by Elo and Mark Price. <laughs> hey, I, I think certain people in the church would feel like if it's going to get you to keep it, it's going to get you to cherish it, <laughs> right? You know? Right. They didn't autograph the actual words of the like they just signed the right. back they cover. They, yeah, no, absolutely. It's yeah. like if you put your name in the Bible, so you know it's your Bible. Like, <laughs> That's right. Um, well, John, I'd love to ask uh, at some point for you your love for cards, sports, NBA, and obviously just for interacting with people. You decided to go public with that and say, "All right, I am the basketball card guy." Yeah, right? I'd love to hear. We just got a couple more minutes. Love to hear yeah. like uh, what you love about that, what you're doing, how we could connect with you, um, and maybe whatever's next for you. You know, absolutely, in, in yeah, sure. So, I started basketballcardguy.com actually as an e-commerce experiment. So, I work in the media as my full-time job, uh-huh. um, and uh, I, I've been in video production for about 20 years. And so, the video side of things and marketing and all those kinds of things. It was an early YouTube partner, one of their very first partners. Uh, helped them launch some stuff over there. And so I had all this video focus. I had all of these kinds of emerging uh, media stuff. I'd worked um, for a movie studio back in the day doing website design, got to work on some of the biggest websites. Uh, but I never worked in e-commerce. You know, eBay was okay. the closest thing that I'd ever experienced to to being able to sell online. And so I was fascinated by it. And I just, I was like, I need to do this so that I know, because I had clients coming to me asking me, like, do I know anything about this? And and I hate I hate not knowing anything about something. Like, I, I'm I'm the first to tell you when I don't know, but I like to know a little bit about a lot of things. I feel like that makes you kind of more well rounded in general. Yeah. And so, so it's like, why don't I know about e commerce? Why have I never done this? So, so it's like, you know what? I'm going to make a site. I'm going to work with one of these platforms, and I'm going to build out an e commerce. But what am I going to sell? I don't like. I don't have T-shirts. Like, what am I going to sell? You know. So that's when I realized, I'm like, I had this whole collection of cards. Like, I could sell a few of the cards. I could spotlight, you know, other ones in my PC, not sell them. Like, half the stuff on the site is not even for sale. You know, it's like just a kind of like a museum piece, like a place right. where I can share with other people, like, stuff that I have. Um, it does move over time. Like, there are certain things, like, if I get a another Kevin Durant autograph that I like more than the one I had in my PC, you'll see that PC thing get a price on the site all of a sudden, and now it's available. <laughs> So I do shift things over, uh, you know, kind of yeah, over yeah. time, and it's easy to do that. Um, but yeah, that's why I did it. And and you know, for folks like I, I always say that Instagram has been the best platform um, for my interactions. But I've told people from the start, never promote solely a platform you don't control. Hmm. Um, hmm. I told this to members of, of the Van Maroon Five. Back in 2002, I was doing a lot of work with them mm-hmm. and we were sitting on their tour bus and they had just gotten a new pressing of their CD, Songs About Jane. It was their first record. It came out on, on one, one label and then the label got absorbed. So they came out with a new printing of it. And on the back of the CD, it said myspace.com slash maroon fuck. And oh. I said to them, why on earth would oh, you yeah. ever put a website that you don't control on the back? I said, what if this website doesn't exist in the future? And they laughed at me. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, MySpace. Dude. 
there's hundreds of millions of users. What do you mean they'll never they'll not exist in the future? Of course they're going to exist in the future. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You Life know? cycle, baby. Exactly. You know, so <laughs> I said, I would have put maroon5.com slash MySpace. And then if MySpace mm. went out, you can redirect that URL to something else. But but you can yeah. still, like, I still have those CDs sitting around my house where, like, it still says MySpace.com slash Maroon 5 on the back. Mm. So I've always been a believer in that. You want to control... Uh, you want to own your audience and you want to control that platform as much as you can. So my site, even though I had the Instagram, like my site, um, I give people reasons to register. So it's free to register on my site, but you can list out. I have like a checkbox thing of all of your favorite um, athletes. And so okay. when you check those out, now I can actually message you in the future when I add that athlete to my site. So it gives you a reason nice. to do it and stay connected. Um, but Instagram has been the best social media outlet for me in general, as I think it is for most, it's just a beautiful way to be able to thumb through and see just awesome cards and, and have that chat. Um, I answer every DM on there. I often send people voice messages on there. That's my thing has been my thing for two years. I do that too. Are are you talking about on Instagram? Yeah. I love doing that. That's fast. It's easy. They can hear your voice. Yeah. A lot of people didn't even know it existed two years ago, and I was using oh, it. Cool. Like, what the heck is this? Like, what is this? And it's just more personal, and and I'm yeah. talkative, so like, I it's just easier for me to shoot out a one minute response to something right. and hear the tone of the voice as well as you know the content. So, yeah, um, John, can I ask you a question about yeah. something you said? And we'll we'll wrap this up, man. I, yeah. I uh, we could probably talk all day about these things. You said something I think was really important a minute ago about like. Uh, you want to control your audience. Yeah. And and I get what you meant by that. Be- yeah. And, but, I, but I want to hear you describe kind of what you mean, because it doesn't mean that like, hey, the, the, the people that tune in to you or, or watch your videos, that doesn't mean that you control them necessarily. Right, right. You, you want to own them. You or that you're trying them. to exploit them for more financial right, gain. Right. Obviously. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Good you're, clarification. You're, you want it's like a family almost or a team. Good. Yeah. No, you want to own the list is the bottom line there. So yeah, if yeah. you... So I, I made a website. I, I didn't have social media back when I first started getting the media kind of stuff. So I made a website. I had 100,000 people register for a website that I created back in the early 2000s. And that was important because that list, that those email addresses that people registered with, I could go and when I open up a MySpace or a Facebook or an Instagram, I could reach back out to them and let them know Hey guys, I'm moving to a new platform. Yep. So, yep. great example. Like now, like I sold some stuff on Instagram for a little while. You know, I used to do the Instagram story sales. I have my website, but when I started on Loop and when I started on Whatnot, a lot of people never heard of them before. And so, I'm able to message them through those mediums that I have because I can control that list. Yeah. That allows them to be able to follow me into that new spot. So. I think it's important for anyone in any line of business to um, to really own that list, to, yeah. to, to know that. And because if people want to follow you, there's a reason behind that. And you want to make sure that they can, you know, God forbid something happens to your social media. Instagram shuts people down all the time for stupid stuff. You right. know, same thing with any of these outlets, YouTube. I had, a, I had an account on YouTube shut down once. And I'm just like, are you, you kidding me? I had 8 million views on this YouTube oh, wow. account. I don't understand like, but that happens, you know, and I know people there. I go down there once a month to the Google offices. Like, what, how is this getting shut down? Um, but their systems are just so unpredictable. And, uh, and it's better to be able to, when you've built something, 
you want to own it. Like you, you wouldn't build, uh, I, I equate it this way. You wouldn't build out a building that you were leasing in an insane way. Like if the building is a million dollars and then you put $10 million into renovations and yet you're leasing yeah. the building, what are you thinking? You need to yeah. own the building first and then build $10 million on top of it. Like right. you can the investment into something that could go away in an instant. Well, um, yeah, and, and if people have connected with you, they're putting their trust in you, not in MySpace. Exactly. Not in WordPress, you know, exactly. not in eBay. So, so owning so, yeah, a domain, I think, is important, and it's a simple thing for anyone to do for $15 a year. You can own a domain name. You can get your own email address of that domain name. You can take that domain name anywhere with you, um, and it's great for branding. It's great for professionalism. Um, having that dot com. So I urge all of you, anyone that's listening, that's been thinking about this even slightly um, to have that, you know, so that you can, you know, retain contact. Um, yeah. You know, if my, if my Instagram went dark tomorrow, people would be able to figure out how to get in touch with me still, yeah. um, even if I wasn't getting in touch with them. So that's an important thing I think out there. Hey, uh, uh, Hey, hoops and cards listeners. Did you catch what John just said? No timeouts for Milwaukee. Holiday for the lead, puts it in with two seconds remaining. 112-111, and the Grizzlies call their final timeout. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. With the first pick in the 2003 NBA draft, the Cleveland Cavaliers select LeBron James. If you're going to get started, get your domain name and you there is there is more than enough room for the rest of us. Here's a guy who's been doing this, following the hobby, investing, collecting for for 30 plus years and he's he just told us a few minutes ago about the thousands of people that were on his email list 20 years ago. There's a part of me that might be like, well, he's already got all the people. He's already got the audience and platform. I could never That's actually not true. There's there's so much room, right, for for your take, for your voice, for your creativity in the hobby, guys, we need you. You know, I mean, you're, you're encouraging guys like me. Thank you, John, for being a part of this today. Yeah. Uh, thanks for using your voice not to not to exploit and control and, and like rip people off at all, but actually to do the opposite, to give back to the hobby and the sport really that's meant so much to you. Like I'll, I'll probably buy a few Thomas Bryant cards now just because of <laughs> your excitement about them. Um, but man, thank you for being on the hoops and par, uh, hoops and cards. I almost said hoops and pards, whatever we call it. I'm, I'm having a good time. I'm glad you joined. Also us. realize that I'm not pumping and dumping here because I'm not selling any Thomas Bryant cards. Exactly, buying <laughs> exactly. those for somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Thomas Bryant does not get a cut of today's episode, whatever. <laughs> Of the sales. <laughs> it was funny. I did. I had a card on the other day that I, I posted. Um, I posted a, a, a uh, about two cards that had um, uh, folks in the background courtside. It was one was the okay. Mark Jackson card, what we all know now has the Menendez brothers in the brothers, background. Yep. And then there's this card that came out of Panini Black Friday packs that has Kobe Bryant and Ronald McDonald 
in the background no, sitting courtside. No. So I posted both of those on my Instagram and immediately they sold out on eBay and Com C. And people were messaging <laughs> me like, where do I find one of these? What set did that come out of? And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I did not intend for this to happen, you know? And uh, and so I went on, somebody else posted something about it. And I was like, look, this is a total, this is, this is an unintentional pump without the dump. Cause I have one of them and mine is not for sale. You know? <laughs> right. so like, but please, I bought it for like three or $4. So don't be spending 20 or 50 or whatever on this. Like I was telling people like, just wait, they'll show up again. Just wait a few weeks, you know? It's true. It's um, true. But like, it, I think that's the one thing I'd leave people with too, is if you, the collector mentality with a lot of this is long-term. Mm-hmm. And if you take that long-term mentality, you never go wrong. If you kind of step back, from a purchase and saying, would I rather have the card or the money? What is the card really worth to me? And not just in this minute, but in the long term. Like if the market does not exist two weeks from now, which obviously it's not gonna happen, but like just going right. total extreme, would you be happy no longer having the hundred dollars that you spent on that card, but keeping that card for the rest of your life? And if right. and if you would be, then that's the right purchase to make. And that's how I go about all my purchases. I think about that. I'm like, you know, is this something that would really add to my collection, add to my enjoyment? I would get enjoyment out of. Um, and if it if it is, but it's not quite for that much money, then just wait. You know, yeah. unless it's yeah. a one of one, you'll you'll find it. And even if it is a one of one, it might turn up again years later, and someone someone doesn't like it anymore, or the player doesn't matter to them, or whatever it is. Um, so you yeah. know. You have time. You never feel rushed into doing a deal because um, those are the only ones that I think you'd ever regret. You know, and, and I think a lot of the folks that bought a lot of the base rookie stuff and we've seen this this quote unquote dip in the market recently. Guilty. Um, Guilty. It's, yeah, I'm a, I, I think at times you see stuff, so much stuff going up that you want to catch the next wave. You don't want to miss the next hot thing and you make an impulse buy. And I have learned to stop that. Yeah, that's great. I took, I took some, uh, I took some lumps. Yeah, took some, took some L's, but I'm learning to stop that and say, you know what? I mean, this year with the new Prism basketball releases, everything was insanely priced. Still is, and mm-hmm. I'm like, man, there's a lot of LeBron cards I would like to get from this year, and I, I'm waiting for them to be in somebody's Wait. fifty cent box at a card show in three months. Like, I, just look at the dunk card that was such a big deal in that. You know, it was selling for a hundred, yep. two hundred dollars yep. a card in the beginning. I kept telling people, I said, I think that's a cool card. When it gets down to $10, I'll buy one, you know, and, and it's just like, and we're getting close now, you know, like it's just, you know, it, a lot of it is, it's not even understanding the full history of cards. It's understanding even the near history. And yeah, what I was spotlighting with the Luka Doncic rookie cards back a year ago, when I made my video on that, when, when the market was just starting to accelerate on him. I said, you really need to look at the players in the years before him, like the Jason Tatum card, which was also Prism product, which was argument, arguably not as overproduced as Luca's year. But regardless, let's put them on an equal for a second. Mm-hmm. If the Tatum selling for 20, how is the Luca selling for 600? You know, like, like where, where are right. we? Where, there's something <clears throat> not right here about these two. Um, you know, and, and just ask yourself those questions. And I would also finish on, since we talked about Beckett very briefly earlier, I still subscribe to Beckett and this is not an advertisement for them because they have the worst customer service in the world. And I wish I didn't subscribe to them. So let me, hmm. let me, let me yeah. just put that as a disclaimer, but 
but I still subscribe to Beckett for a reality check. Because hmm. if I'm about to spend $600 on a Michael Jordan card, and I open up the Beckett, and it's booked at 50 it's a reality check. Because yeah. Beckett's like a good month behind on the market, usually, in the magazine. Um, if you if you subscribe to their online, they're at least a few weeks behind. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of showing you like without even having to look at the eBay results from a few weeks ago. That's kind of showing you like maybe it's overpriced. If it's fifty in here and someone's asking six hundred, like that's where it's bidding at now. Maybe I need to take a giant step back and wait on that one because that could be a bubble that's about to burst. So good point. Good point. You know, lots lots of different data points, but again, it doesn't matter to me if it's a card that you love. And you'd rather have that than the money, then there's nothing wrong with that. You know, they're pieces of art. There's pieces of enjoyment. They encapsulate a lot. I love them. I know your listeners love them. And uh, just glad to be a part of the industry. Guys, that's a wrap for another episode of Hoops and Cards. I, I love John's perspective, his attitude, his encouragement. Uh, we have a lot to learn from people who have been doing this a long time. I mean, making money and having fun. You need both. You totally need both. And uh, for all of my Utah Jazz fans out there, let's get after it tonight. I Don't stop believing. I still, I still have like dogs in this fight. It was awesome last night to see Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday and the Milwaukee Bucks kind of stave off that run. You know it's coming from Durant and even Joe Harris. Jeez. Like on the edge of my seat during that game, right? But uh, that's the playoffs. That's how fun this is. And so, like my man LeBron James often says, these are the two greatest words in all of sports. Game seven. Yay! Man who catch fly with chopsticks. Accomplish anything.